Hi, my beautiful people. This is Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so excited. I've been wanting to do this for so long. I'm giving you a real big hug right now. I don't know if you can feel it, but I'm giving you this big hug because I feel like everybody needs a hug or a hey you're doing great, or you look nice, or just compliment each other. I mean, see, I felt like I needed to start this because I've been running into so many people that just want to talk about their life experiences, their relationships, or like any story they needed to share. This could be something magical or something they wanted to share, but they're afraid of what others would think, me included. Or if you're hurting inside or have a funny story about life lessons you'd like to talk about, I would love for you to reach out. This could be the worst or your best times. Listen, I have some good topics. We're going to have a lot of fun because I believe the best medicine is to talk about it because someone else is dealing with the same shit. Hi, welcome to another episode of Spill With Me, Jenny D. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's topic is going to be about post-traumatic stress disorder. This is something that may occur in people who have experienced or witnessed a traumatic event that they carry with them or are reminded and triggered by something. Could be a song on the radio, someone resembles a loved one, a death of a family member or pet a childhood experience, or anything that you may want to discuss, because chances are someone else went through the same thing. I'm going to share with you my post-traumatic stress disorder uh, that occurred actually almost two years ago. It's hard for me to talk about because of the guilt and the blame that I blame myself for this. My family experienced a frightening experience during COVID on July 4th, 2020. Actually, it was the evening of July 3rd. We went to a friend's house to go swimming and we picnicked all day and having a great time. It started getting dark and I thought to myself, wow, the dogs have been home alone. Now see, I have a five-year-old beagle, then he's six now, and a four-month-old puppy that we got during COVID. I think a lot of people ended up getting a puppy during COVID or (laughs) some type of pet. And you know, he's so cute and so adorable. And I thought, wow, he's been home alone most of the day. So I told my daughter, you know, bright idea that I'm going to have, bring the dogs over. You know, we're going to have fireworks. Fine. Well, first of all, most dogs, I don't know if all breeds, do not like fireworks. How did I not know this about my other dog? Because my older dog was okay with it, Brewster, and the puppy, Rookie, he's scared of his own little shadow. He's, you know, still four months old. He's just a puppy. But I said to my daughter, bring him over, you know, I'll leave him on their leashes. And Rookie had this red leash on him. And his fireworks started, and boy, were they scared. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's getting dark, you know, because the lights were all out and they're running around uh, the pole. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, find him. My son goes, mom, mom. I'm like, what? The puppy went under the fence. I'm like, what? Where is he? He goes, I don't know. He took off running. Mind you, he had his red leash. It's almost 10 o'clock at night. It might be like 930. You know, we all just, my friend and her kids and, and me and my kids and my husband, we were all running around the neighborhood looking for him. And my son and his and my daughters, they thought they saw him run across the street. So they ran across the street in the wooded area. Now, I know that some dogs can sniff their way home, but this isn't somebody else's neighborhood. This is a neighborhood that my puppy would not be able to look at and think that or smell anything. It was more of a neighborhood. It was a very large neighborhood. So we're in our cars and, you know, I'm getting dropped off at Div because this is a really big neighborhood. And I'm in my cover up, my flip flops, and I'm, you know, going down muddy hills and I'm just calling, Rookie, Rookie. You know, my heart, I'm in like a daze. My heart is just 
coming out of its chest. And I remember there was a pond in the middle of all these houses. And I was going down the hill and I was screaming, Rookie, because God forbid, you know, you think worst case scenario, my puppy is in this water. I mean, I could cry just thinking about it right now. And I thought, you know what? He's so little, he might have slipped into this water. And as I was going down the hill, a man came out and turned on his light and said, get off my property now. And I said, sir, I'm so sorry. I'm just looking for my puppy. I don't care who you're looking for. Meanwhile, he had a dog. He could get off my property or I'm going to shoot you. And I thought, did I just hear that right? Did I just hear that? I mean, I know it's COVID and everybody's scared to get near each other because it was in the real prime time of it. And I thought, sir, I, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm not trying to trespass. I'm just looking for my puppy. I'm, you know, a mid- middle-aged woman. I'm not going to do anything. But Instead of him having the heart to say, you know what, I'm so sorry, I'll put some lights on, I hope you found your puppy. But no, that's what I feel like a rational person would say. But this person, I just, you know, I couldn't believe it. I'm thinking, here I am. I was so upset already, and it just made me even more upset to think that somebody could really be that mean. So anyway, you know, when you're going through something and you're very upset and you're hurt and you're just distraught, the last thing you need is someone bringing you down or making you feel worse than you already feel. So needless to say, we looked and we searched. It was going on like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. You know, everybody went home. My daughter and I stayed at my friend's house, and I couldn't sleep. I just looked out the window, and I thought, where is he? Is he going to come down the driveway any minute now? You know, my poor puppy's out there. He's all alone in the dark in the woods and doesn't know where he is. And, and my daughter was so upset, she was crying. I thought, this is all my fault. This is all my fault. I'm the one that said, bring the dogs over because they were at the house all day and I wanted the puppy to come over and play. And I thought, oh yeah, there's fireworks. That won't be a big deal. But I felt so stupid. Why would I even think that that was okay? And here I am looking for my lost puppy. So I stayed up most of the night. I couldn't sleep. My daughter got a little bit of sleep and my friend was, you know, comforting us like, oh, you know, he'll come back tomorrow. It'll be fine. So we woke up the next morning and I was just, I was already outside looking on the streets and I couldn't scream his name because, you know, it's early in the morning. It's like five o'clock in the morning. The sun came up and I thought, maybe I'll see that red leash. It's got to be in one of these backyards somewhere. But you almost think, where should you look first? It's almost like you want a sign from God. Please tell me, where can I find my puppy? I need to find my puppy. So my friend woke up and my daughter and we all came outside and we all walked the neighborhood and uh, we just were in awe, like we can't believe that this puppy is gone. And it was just so wonderful. I had some, my daughter's friends came over, they did they posted everything on social media, like tons of people knew. Then I'm starting to feel the guilt trip, like it's now, it's 4th of July, it's a hot day, it's early in the morning. People are calling me, texting me, what happened? Is that your puppy that, you know, got lost? And, you know, I was like a zombie all day. I was just searching through jaggers. You know, you get those mummy muscles, like get out of my way. I don't care if there's a snake, rats, anything, just get out of my way. I'm going to find my puppy no matter what I do today. My mom came over, my stepdad, they brought food to feed everybody and drinks. The neighbors were all helping out, Patty and Judy and Bob and everybody. And I, I thought, this is amazing to have so many people that are giving up their 4th of July to help me find my puppy. You know, you're just pounding yourself in the back of the head like, why? Why did I do this? Why am I ruining everybody's day? I felt like, you know, people that were in other towns or whatever, they all knew about my puppy being gone because my sister-in-law posted stuff on her. They have a shelter for animals. And it's just you just get that guilt of like, I don't think I'm going to find my puppy. Worst case scenario, I'm not going to find this 
this puppy that I love so much. So it was getting hot and everybody was getting tired and everybody's like, come on, you're getting mad at me because I wasn't eating or drinking. I was just, I'm thinking, my puppy's not eating. My puppy's not drinking. I can't. I got to find him. So we're screaming, Rocky, Rocky. And, and he knows his name a little bit, but you know, he's only four months old. So everybody's starting to get tired and I could see it in their eyes. I just felt so bad. I'm like, guys, go home. Just relax. I told my daughter, go get a shower. I, you know, I'll be home. It's five o'clock now. Everybody's starting to have picnics. My neighbor uh, across the or my friend's neighbor across the street had her son and wife and kids over and uh, they looked in the backyard and they were looking around for me too. And I said to my friend, she was like, I'm going to go get a shower. And I ruined everybody's picnic plans. You know, I thought, geez, you know. And, you know, my friends came over, my son's friends came over, my daughter's friends. It was, it was definitely like a rescue. And the one neighbor that my friend knows, she came up with her, her lab, a golden retriever. And the golden retriever is able to, it's like a search and rescue kind of dog that finds other dogs that are missing just by smelling their blanket or toy or anything like that. I thought, this is amazing. And so she had her, she was underneath bushes and underneath these sheds. And I thought, this woman is, you know, fantastic. And the other neighbors were all like, honey, we'll help you find your puppy. And they're out there looking in their yards underneath their porches. Just amazing the kindness and humanity that are out there besides that that fella that I mentioned earlier. And everybody was rounding it up. And I just, I said, I can't leave. I can't leave this neighborhood and go home. I can't. So I started driving around in my daughter's car. And I saw my dad at the end of the road handing out flyers to cars, which, you know, a lot of people are not going to stop. I mean, this is COVID. And they don't want to touch anything that you touched. And I get it. I totally get it. I mean, I understand. And I said to my dad, I said, Dad, go home. I'm going to come back later. Everybody's going to regroup. I said, just go home and relax. And he's like, are you sure? Let me, I'm like, no, go home. He goes, well, I'll stay here a little bit longer. So I was driving up the street and I thought, I don't know what else to do. You, you just feel like your hands are tied. You don't know where else to look. And I remember I got this phone call and she's screaming in the phone and she's like, Jennifer, Jennifer, Jeff found him. I'm like, what? Jeff found the puppy. I'm like, what? I come riding up the street. I mean, I was going like probably 50 miles per hour or 25. I come racing up the street. I stopped the car. Because all of a sudden, I'm thinking she has him, that he has him, right? No, he's running in the middle of the street with his red leash. I start the car. It's so far away. I scream, Rookie, come to mama. He comes running down the middle of the street right into my arms. It was like something out of a movie. I grabbed him. I hugged him so hard. He was all wet and muddy. And I was like thanking my lucky stars that the poor little thing was getting some water because it was so hot. I I jumped in the car. I locked the doors because I thought, you know what? I'm not letting this puppy go. I'm holding him, you know. And I looked on his collar and I saw his name tag was gone. He didn't even have his name tag on anymore. So if somebody would have found him, they would have never been able to find me because if you're not on social media, how would you ever find and I think it did have a chip in him though make a long story short I um I went up to my friends my family came over and her family was there and we were all just so happy and joyful and we went home and ate the rest of the chicken that my mom brought and we bathed our puppy rookie and our big dog Brewster were just so excited to be reunited again together and I just feel like you know ever since that happened I still get triggered by fireworks. Like this, the last 4th of July, 2021, we didn't go anywhere. I blasted the music and TV, and I made sure the puppies didn't hear any fireworks. I kept on thinking, stop with the fireworks. You know, meanwhile, you know, as a kid, when you're growing up, you love the the fireworks. And then as you get dogs, you're like, you know what? 
I could do without some fireworks tonight. <laughs> so I just wanted to share my story with you. And, you know, it is hard to take my puppy out. And my other dog, you know, I put two leashes on him. I mean, I'm kind of like a crazy maniac. I won't let anybody else take him out. I'm always like, shut the door. Watch the puppy. Watch the dog. And he's going to be two in March, um, rookie. And Brewster is six, so he'll be seven, actually, in June. But I'll post some pictures on my social media, my website, and my Facebook, and things like that, so you can see how cute they are. So I'd like you to share a story about some uh, post-traumatic stress disorder that maybe you overcame and that you would like to share or that somebody else may be feeling the same thing. I do seriously still believe that the power of prayer, you know, I was praying for you, Jen. I was praying for your family. I was praying. I was like, I'm telling you, that's what helped. Having people be so supportive and there for you and just knowing how you could be, imagining how you are feeling, even if you don't have a pet, just losing someone or something you love so much is heartbreaking. Thank you so much. Until next time, take care. Thank you so much for joining me with Spill With Me, Jenny D. You can be anonymous, planning on having guest speakers, or anyone who wants to share their life experiences on the topic we covered that week. I'm going to post all that on my Facebook and website so you will see what I'll be talking about that week. So give me a call. I can pre-record and put you on my, my episode that day. I stress this. I personally feel to heal yourself is to talk about it. And if we can help each other instead of keeping it bottled up and just release it, I think that it's going to help all of us. And let's have a lot of fun. I can't wait to hear from you guys. Oh, I'm so excited. This is still with me, Jenny Dean.